When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, how's it going? This is Matt here from Silver Fortune. So I wanted to do a video with an update on the situation in Venezuela and, and kind of their ongoing efforts to fight a losing battle against what you can see going on in this chart right here, uh, inflation. Massive amounts of inflation within the country of Venezuela, as well as talk about some some comments that I received on my interview with Steve San Angelo last week uh, it, regarding oil and, and Venezuela and their economic situation. But I'll leave that for for later on. Um, the, the big update here is, you know, as you can see in this article, article from Zero Hedge, uh, Venezuela is, is again, and their president, Nicolas Maduro, making some attempts to fight this massive amount of, of inflation. So basically what they did over the weekend is that they brought their government exchange rate between, I think it's the boulevard and the U.S. dollar, in line with, with what the black market had been at for a long time. They cut a bunch of zeros off the end of their currency. So they, you know, devalued it or, or they, you know, they, they uh, you know, made it more simple, I guess, so that they're not talking about transactions and, and, and millions and billions of, of boulevards. Um, and then, you know, the big picture of what they're talking about down here, they, they also raised the minimum wage to, to $30 because we know that that will definitely fix everything. Um, it also talks about down here about how uh, Maduro and, and their government is making an attempt to petrolize their economy. So basically, you know, as their economy has fallen apart, you know, what assets have really shined in in the vacuum that was left as as the boulevard has, has undergone this, this collapse event? You know, I'd love to say that it was just things like silver and gold. I don't know how many... Um, individuals in Venezuela owned silver and gold at the beginning of this. I just don't. I don't know how, how common it was in, in a country that maybe wasn't extremely uh, wealthy in the first place, you know, with, with the exception of maybe their oil reserves. Um, to, to a great extent, it's been the dollar, right? As much as we, we talk about how, how terrible the dollar is and how it's, how it's destined to, to fall apart and everything, which, you know, which it is, um, for the time being, it's, it's kind of the safe haven asset in Venezuela. And so, you talk about how, in many ways, their economy has become dollarized, right? The dollar is kind of king. And, and I get that. I totally get that for the time being over the short term, a couple of months, a couple of years. The dollar is certainly better than the boulevard. Um, however, they're trying to petrolize their economy. And so what they're doing is they're, they're shifting their currency and, and, and their assets and everything more and more to being backed by oil. Okay, and they've even come out with this new fancy cryptocurrency called the Petro, which, by the way, if you're wondering, I think is illegal for for U.S. residents to to invest in. You, you do your own research on that and uh, get back to me on that. But um, the the Petro is basically this cryptocurrency that that they concocted to help, in theory, fight this hyperinflation and to bring some stability to to their economy and as well as as potentially their their oil sector, which um, has 
been been a major problem for them. Their 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 uh, their supply coming onto the market, their production of oil has been declining markedly, and so already you have a collapse in economy, a hyperinflating currency, and you throw into that decreased oil revenue. And of course, oil revenue is the only thing that helped Venezuela get to this place in the first place, to to the point where they could even think about something like socialism. It's 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 a recipe for disaster. But anyways, they have this new petrol. Okay, and they want to petrolize their economy. Now, on the surface, that doesn't sound like the worst idea in the world, right? Oil is an ideal, right? It's it's doesn't have same some of the same, I guess, pros that that uh, something like gold would have. Doesn't have some of the same things going for it. You can't store oil in a vault in huge quantities. You can store it, if, sure. You know, the U.S. has massive amounts of, of strategic oil reserves. Um, however, you know, it's, it's not as easy, okay, uh, as something like gold. It's not as easy to transact. You, you need tankers and, and you need pipelines and, and, and all that infrastructure to, to move it across oceans, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, in theory, backing it by a fiscal asset is not a bad idea. Now, Venezuela could not, cannot back this petrol or their currency or their or, or their economy by actual oil reserves in a tank or tankers or whatever. Um, they cannot do that right now. Where they've gone wrong in this whole plan to, to petrolize their economy is that they've created this petrol and it sounds great. They're going to back it by oil. And of course, we know that, that if, if you follow the official numbers, I'm skeptical of them, but if you follow the official numbers, you know, Venezuela supposedly has the largest oil reserves in the ground in the entire world. Now, I tend to think that that a country like Canada, United States, or certainly Russia probably have larger reserves. But but even if we take it at its face value, I'm no oil expert. Maybe it's true. The problem is that it's backed by oil that's in the ground. And and there's a huge problem there. Because if if there was no cost to bring that oil out of the ground, to, to locate it, to bring it out, to refine it, to ship it. And of course, one of the problems with Venezuela is that their, their crude oil is not of the best quality. A lot of times they have to mix it with, with, a, with a lighter oil and before they ship it, you know, with like a light, sweet crude rather than what they have, which is a very heavy crude. Um, if there's no cost to do all that, Venezuela would be up there with, with some very wealthy countries around the world, right? Saudi Arabia and, and some of these other Gulf states that, that are very wealthy off of oil. Now, in a place like Saudi Arabia, it's much cheaper to bring that oil out of the ground and ship it. Venezuela, it's much, much more expensive, okay? They're backing it with an asset that is still in the ground. There's been no value really added to that, right? Sure, crude oil's got value as it is in the ground, just like silver deposits would in the ground, right? People buy silver mines that haven't been mined yet or, 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 or where they think deposits will be, right? But let's say there's a million ounces of gold or a million ounces of silver in the ground. You know, the value of that when, when, when let's say that those are quote unquote, you know, proven reserves, the value of, of that is, is not its its total content in silver, total content in, in gold, because there's a cost associated with bringing it out of the ground. Same thing goes for this oil. And of course, the, the, the status of oil, uh, of Venezuela's um, oil production and, and, and their uh, their nationalized uh, oil company or whatever, P, uh, PVDSA, is it's in shambles, right? 
people are, are leaving the job, they're looting. I'm sure there's there's plenty of sabotage going on. And, and you know, it's, do, do you see the problem here, right? It, it would be like if, if North Korea came up with, let's say North Korea has huge gold reserves, okay? I don't think they do, but let's say they did. Let's say they came up with a gold-backed currency and they were going to back it with gold that was in the ground that still has to be mined by by people at their work camps or, or, or by some other North Korean workers or something. Do you, do you see the problem with that, right? Hardly a stable state, right? And you're not backing it. You know, th- this oil that they're backing it with, right? It's not like they're keeping mass amounts of oil in in, in holding tanks and they're just going to back their currency with that. No, that the oil's coming up and it's getting shipped up. It's getting sold or it's getting refined within the country and sold to consumers. Massive problems with that. Um, and, and, you know, what I view this as, this whole uh, redenomination, um, devaluation, trying to petrolize the economy. Uh, I, I see this as nothing more than Venezuela trying to rearrange the deck chairs on the Titanic, right? N- not unlike what many other countries have done in the past. And, and to some extent, you could say the same for, for the United States, right? Uh, if we make cuts to, to our spending, our, our federal government spending, for example, let's say we cut... I don't know. Pick your department. Department of Commerce, Department of, of, of Education, even Defense. You know, We cut an entire department um, and, and the spending associated with that. Well, you're just rearranging the, the deck chairs in the Titanic. Like Maybe what Venezuela is doing today, it's obviously creating a lot of more uncertainty, even more uncertainty in a country that's just plagued by it. Um, but you're... Uh, you're also not solving a whole lot of issues. You're not you're not creating meaningful solutions because honestly, uh, I, I can't see any meaningful solution to to their country right now, to their government. Right? I think the the only way that that they could um, potentially make it out of this alive is 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 to have a full blown you know collapse, start over, new government, potentially a, a better government, a better path forward, and you know. Maybe there's some hope for them there. You know, like I said, the the largest oil reserves in the world. Again, not the best oil, but the largest oil reserves. Okay, and and that does kind of bring me to this next topic where I talked about this comment that I received. So, um, I, I had Steve St. Angelo on last week for an interview. Okay, and so so we had a commenter here, MB, um, and and this is I guess this is just me taking my own talk, my my own take on it because I see both sides of the argument, both Steves. And this commenter. So, as you can see here, he comments, not bad, but Steve's analysis of the cause of Venezuela's economic hardship is flawed. His misunderstanding of a basic issue is a cause for taking his other unique observations with a grain of salt. Um, note, after discussing with Steve, he's been able to add further context to his comments. All right. So, I actually emailed Steve and said, hey, somebody's got a problem with what you said. Like, I, I figured you could reply best because I don't know every single point of view that you have or whatever. So, you know, it's always a good question. And, and, uh, question good to question analysis however the energy is always the key some may believe that the root cause of venezuela's problems for the socialist government. you can read this all but basically what he says is that you know a big problem with what's going on in venezuela right now is that their their um their crude oil is just really expensive right and and it's it's difficult for them to make a significant profit at current prices uh, long term um and 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 you know it requires a huge investment and at some point you know that type of debt will will come back to bite you. Um, I, you know, not, I'm guessing that's what he's kind of saying here, you know, similar to, to, um, similar to, to what he has to say about the shale oil sector here in the United States. Um, and then he goes on, 
one I agree with energy being key and socialism being an insignificant factor. But why is Venezuela suffering if they are such an energy fat country? How much oil does the USA import from Venezuela? Some governments run oil companies, while some oil companies run governments. Semantics. Difference between light and heavy is notable, but multiple examples exist of other heavy producing oil countries suffering the same economic hardship as Venezuela. Or, sorry, not suffering the same economic hardship. And they go on. So basically what MB is saying here is, is like, are you going to dismiss Venezuela's uh, economic, uh, I guess, management, the management of their economy through things like socialism and, and some of the principles of, of socialism and, and, and free stuff and all of that? Um, you know, can you just say that it's all just because their oil isn't is no good or, or that something along those lines or they're not good at, at producing the oil? Um, and of course, um, you know, Steve's response is basically that no, you know, I think there's there's two sides to this, but but he does maintain that a big piece of it is is the energy. So I guess my take on it, you know, rather than you guys can read all this, my take on it is that. Yes, Venezuela's um, the the fact that their 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 oil is is not the best oil in the world, and that it's more expensive to refine and, and ship and produce and all that. It is a contributor to their economic collapse. You know, with that being said, I would hardly consider a country like Saudi Arabia to be maybe a socialist government, right? Call it a theocracy, call it whatever you want. Probably not socialist. However. Like Venezuela in the past, Saudi Arabia and many of these other Gulf states have a very extensive welfare programs, right? Call it a, a social safety net, but but it extends much much further than that, right? You, you think welfare is hyped up here in the United States? You know, Saudi Arabia and and some of these other Gulf states that have very inexpensive oil and a lot of it, they have very expensive government programs. But their governments haven't fallen apart yet because, again, they have very cheap oil. And, and this should make sense. I mean, the, the cheap oil, sure, there's a cost to, to bring it out of the ground and everything. But the cost is, is not high enough for a country like Saudi Arabia to make them unable to, to I guess, have their, their citizens live that type of lifestyle. Right? It'd be no different than if you had a Cuba, okay, a communist Cuba back in the days of the Soviet Union that was constantly being fed, I don't know, $100 billion a month from the Soviet Union, or even more. Just a massive amount of money keeps being injected into to the, the, um, the, the, whatever it was called, the Communist Republic of, of Cuba or whatever. Um, it, it would make it appear on the surface that Cuba knows what they're doing and that communism in Cuba would be sustainable. And, and then people would say, communism around the world doesn't work. And then there would be that one person that says, well, look at what's happening in Cuba. Cuba's making it work. Maybe we can make it work too, right? Again, not to say that Saudi Arabia has a socialist government, but, but these, 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 uh, these very extensive welfare programs, um, you know, they're, they're, they have some similar traits to, to I guess, socialism, right? And, and to what Venezuela has been like in the past. It's kind of the same thing in Saudi Arabia, right? They get this massive injection of profits, of money into their economy. It helps that they're part of the petrodollar system as well. Massive injection of wealth into their economy because of this oil production. Now, with that being said, does this mean that the good times in Saudi Arabia will last indefinitely? Absolutely not. I mean, A, they're eventually going to run out of oil. And more importantly, eventually they're going to run out of cheap oil. It's no longer going to be 
$20 a barrel to produce. It's going to be 30, 40, 50. And all of a sudden, their margins are thinner and thinner and they have less and less to spend on their population. Second of all, their fate, I believe, is directly to, tied to the United States. And I, I hardly would see the United States as being a, and certainly the dollar as well, the dollar in the United States being a stable ally, right? Uh, it's it, it's worked for Saudi Arabia up to this point, but but 10 years from now, it could be a totally different situation. Um, long story short, you know, what's happened in Venezuela as a result of, of too much spending, poor economic management, um, it, it's going to happen in these other countries that follow similar practices. It's just going to maybe will take a little bit longer because their oil's a lot cheaper. And so I, t- I totally see both sides of this argument, both both Steve's as well as his commenters. It, the energy is key, but but so is economic management and how you're spending that money. And, and, and are you buying a lot of cheap stuff for your, for your population to, to, to garner their votes, to, to, to uh, keep them in line or whatever? Um, th- there's, there's merit to both these arguments, and I honestly see a, a side to both of it. But, you know, we cannot dismiss the effect of socialist policies in Venezuela. It's not just the oil, okay? And so if, if you see other countries like Saudi Arabia spend recklessly, and you know, live live the high life for, for a very long time. Eventually, that'll come to an end, right? Just like it did in Venezuela. You know, back maybe five years ago, I think it was Michael Moore talking about how 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 well Venezuela was doing as an economy, and and then how well their people were living or whatever. Well, I mean, look at them today. It's it's a far cry from what it was back in 2013 or, or a couple of years before that. Um, and and this is what happened when when you petrolize your economy. Right. That, that's essentially what they did back then is, is hey, we're going to take all these profits and give it back to the people. Sounds great until those profits aren't there anymore. And, and of course, some of the other deeper problems with socialism, such as, you know, uh, maybe a lack of ambition or people just not willing to work as hard because they're getting paid the same as everybody else. Or, or hey, all of my profits, all of my hard work is going to to help um people that aren't necessarily working hard for themselves. I mean, there's a myriad of problems I can go over with with socialism in this video today, but but you know, I think there's really uh, both of these these um, arguments have merit to them. So, you know, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this video down below in the comment section. Um, as always, thank you guys from the bottom of my heart for watching this video and God bless.